Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. This is Sports Day. Good evening, Malcolm Blight and David Wildey. Sports Day SA for Polaris. Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. Polaris end of financial year deals are on right now. Get up to $3,000 free accessories on Polaris ranges. So welcome the great man back from week's break in the Hall of Fame. Malcolm Blight. Bloody, how are you? David Lachlan Willie. Oh, look, I'm really good. Play golf today at Grange, 34 points. Ran well second. Done. John Coudre won it with 36. And a couple of others finished behind me. So that was good. The conditions were good. Good night. We we did speak to you last week, but you had a great week over there. And uh, Yeah, we did. We mates. caught up with family and some friends. And uh, yeah, the Hall of Fame was good. I um, Right at the end of the show, I actually spoke to Chris Scott and Stephen Hocking, the coach of Geelong and, and obviously the CEO. So that was good to catch up with them. And then after, just say, uh, we sort of missed the bus, Patsy and I, while I was talking to them, while we were talking to them and talking about the Geelong days. And... Uh, Caught up <clears throat> with a guy called Jason Dunstall, um, who else? Terry Wallace and Robert DiPietro-Minico after conversation in a um, in a just a little beverage chat, which was quite. So you interesting. had one extra beverage. That's why you missed the bus, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it might have been, and uh, so that was quite entertaining, really. So it was good to catch up on, and a lot of people. And I actually sat on the table with. I don't think I said this was Rosalyn Denning, who's on the committee, Hall of Fame committee. Yeah. And gave nothing away, which I was really pleased Five about. Five out of seven South Australians. Yeah, that was good. Uh, also, the great Wayne Schimmelbush, whom uh, is a freak. Uh, John Rantel, who played in the 75 Premiership side at North. And also Gary Wilson, the great Fitzroy champion. And John Rantel ended up having the games record holder after he left North to go back to South Melbourne. He then went to Fitzroy for a year and he played 333 games wow. and was the games record holder. And he played with Gary Wilson there. So that's why... Gary's on that table. It's a bit of a round way of doing how many, it. But... Sorry, Malcolm. How many people would be at that function, you reckon? It looked like a big room and a lot of tables. Yeah. I, um, a thousand? Yeah. Oh, I don't think Not it was quite. that. No, it wouldn't have been that 700 many. maybe? Yeah, I should have asked someone. Probably, yeah. Around seven? But, but uh, in the room, as I heard uh, the MC say, there were 60 from the Hall of Fame only. So 60 of the room were Hall of Fame members. Is that all? Yeah. Serious? Yep. That's what it was said. I didn't count them. I didn't go around. I'm sorry, I didn't. But yeah, no, Mark Bickley didn't go. Warren Treadway didn't go. No, so, so it was 60. Okay. Uh, it was the first one I've been to for about yeah, five years. It's one of those things, you know, particularly with COVID and, oh. you know, people have stuff on and, you know, hey, there's a lot not with us either, David. No, very, very good point. Hey, where do we start the cricket? Oh, what about Australia that? Australia 2-0. We spoke about it just before we come on air. It could easily have been 2-0 England or 1-0. Yeah, easily. I've loved, loved the cricket. Um, England shoot themselves in the foot. A lot of controversy yesterday, too, over the Bairstow dismissal. And you're really black and white on this one. Oh, look, yeah, I, first of all, let's go to the end result. Two umpires out on the ground and the umpire in third the umpire. box. With, third umpire with every facility available to him made a decision, David, and, and called it out. You know, that's three, David. Absolutely three. So at the end of the day, you're saying, okay, how was this like? 
Now, I've watched it three or four times now. Alex Carey, because he had been creeping out, and he said after, it was instantaneous. Yeah, he didn't wait. He didn't look, it, so, wait for... No, nothing. There was nothing no about... Pause. There was nothing about end of over. Nothing, nothing, nothing. He saw him walk at the crease and almost instantaneous and whack, yeah. gov, gone. Yeah. Sorry, mate. Fingers up, out. I, what they're whinging about, I don't get. And it's a bit like the man cad. We all know man cad when the bowler comes in and doesn't deliver and someone gets... It's cheating. That is cheating and it's in the laws of the game. And you know what? I batted a lot. You batted a lot. I never, ever did it. I made sure that the bowl will come. So if you're going to do that, same as Bairstow. Well, normally you wait for over. You put your Correct. bat and, yeah, they're here and, just and then you walk okay. out. Yeah, exactly. But he just he just strolled out. He wasn't trying to get a run. He no, wasn't trying to run. didn't look like that. Um, the only thing I'd say about that, it, it isn't a good look to see someone get dismissed like that. And it, maybe it could have cost the result. Who knows? But he, he should know the rule. And I'm sure he does know. He tried to do it, in fact, to Labuschagne. Yeah, exactly. Now, the only thing, the only way it could have been overturned is if Pat Cummins said, I want to withdraw our appeal. Well, you know what? And then just on this other point, and I know that, there's so much contentious stuff in this game, wasn't there? And Mitchell Stark's catch, to the letter of the law, he controlled the ball. But the ball touched the ground. And I was taught as a kid, don't let the ball touch the ground and then there's no argument. So I know they've got to control it. I know all that. So... Two contentious issues like oh. that. Now, for that one, the Australians lost because it wasn't out and they won the other one. So, And I reckon that's sport, David. That's why I don't get too excited. Adjudicate, adjudicate. They did that. Get on with it. Let's hear from Ben Stokes about the Bairstow wicket. You know, Johnny was in his crease and then left his crease to come out and have the conversation in between overs like every batsman does. Um I think if if I was a fielding captain at the time, I would have put a bit more, well, a lot more pressure on the umpires to to ask them what their decision was around the over, um, and then would have had to have a a real think around the, the spirit of the game and would I want to potentially win a game with something like that happening? And it would be no. Yeah, someone said to me once, if Marty wore long pants, she would have been my uncle. You know, I mean, what's all that? What's, yeah. what, what a lot of folly yeah. that is. What a lot fluff. Of, yeah. That was fluff. God heavens. Mind you, his innings wasn't fluff. That was no. one of the and great you know, innings. And you know what the other thing was? That decision on Bearstow was made well before the game was over. And if someone made another 44 runs between them, the six or seven other batsmen, they would have won the game. Well, I actually reckon that flicked the switch for Stokes. When he lost his last yeah. recognised batsman, Stokes went to town and they had a ch- genuine chance to win it. Here's Pat Cummins' response. Yeah, I think Kerry, you know, saw it happen a few balls previous, I think three or four balls previous. And, um, you know, there's no pause. Catch it straight away, have a throw, throw the stump. So, um I thought it was totally fair play. Um, that's how the rule is. I know some people might uh, might disagree or what. Just like the catch yesterday, the rule's there. That's how I saw it. Oh, there you go. That's with the catch there. Could I also say, David, now, you know, we watch a lot of stuff. I thought the short pitch bowling, first of all from the English, and then secondly the Australians almost did the same thing. I reckon the umpires were as weak as bloody water. How many short balls were there? I thought there was only two per over, but they were were doing every every, ball. Every ball. I reckon the umpires, if they were going to be fair income, that's what I – the game should have been stopped. Hey, listen, you guys, get the captains in, whatever – this is rubbish. This is this is almost body line stuff going back to Bradman in the 1930s. You make a great point, Blighty. Stuart Broad got hit in the 
helmet yeah. twice. Phil Hughes died not that long ago. Correct. With a short ball, and he's a terrific batsman now. If, if you're bowling a short ball, you know, five out of six balls per over, there's a fair chance you're going to get hit in the head, particularly guys that can't hold a bat. And they were bowling short at Jimmy Anderson, and so were England to, you know, Hazelwood I, and all these guys too. So, praising the umpires for the decision they've made on the two missed calls or good calls, giving them an absolute flog on it. I'd actually put them down. I'd step them down now. I'd get two more umpires, and if I was in charge of cricket now, I'd be saying, hey, listen, not six balls, not five balls and over, up around your throat all the time. That is not the game, David. That is not played in the spirit of the game. I don't reckon and we found that out in 1930 with all that rubbish. I've never seen that for a long, long while. No. A persistent short yeah. pitch bowling. Yep. And it wasn't a good look. Um, it's not a good look. There's no shots you can play either unless you hook it. And no. they, Australia had all men on the boundary. In fact, most of the wickets, bloody, fell to the short ball. Because yeah. that's the only shot you could play. Of course it is. Smith got out to the short ball. Everyone. Green got out of the short ball. But, but then Australia... Kawaja. And you know what? So Australia have gone, well, we'll, we'll, we'll do, do it. it. We'll do it. I mean, they've, exactly. So had, that, had, England not, had England not done that, I don't think Australia would have either. No, and had the umpires actually stopped England from doing it so much, Australia couldn't have done it then because the rule had already been made. Yeah. Hey, listen, I'm telling you, those two umpires, because of that, I would stand down now for quite a while. That is not the game that we want to see. That is not played in the spirit. What about Nathan Lyon, 100th test in yeah, a row? Yeah, and he gets his first major injury. Unbelievable. And it's the old man's injury, the calf. Yeah. But he must have blown it pretty well. He's out for the series. Yeah, he is. So we'll, we'll That's get a big loss. Well, they've got Murphy to yeah, come in. Yeah. But, I mean, Nathan Lyon's probably bowling in the form of his life. So, And to Australia still win... Playing one short, basically. basically no spinner. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a great achievement. I still think it's a lot closer than a, you're up 2-0, but it could oh, easily be another way. Of course it could have been. And the other thing, doesn't he? I mean, he, I know he didn't get the wicket the other day, but Travis Head got a couple of wickets in that first innings after Lyon was out. He's actually got a nagging little little bowling action, he hasn't he? He's a little Turns nagger. It a bit. Yeah. Turns it. Every now and again, he just gets it. Something happens. So I'll be interested. He'll be the backup, I'd suggest, and it'll be a straight shot for Murphy, as you suggested. I was so confident Australia would win that. I said all last week for a while, I lost my confidence. What about the third test? Can Anderson play? He looks like he's shot. He's coming on 41. He's starting to look a bit like a 41-year-old. Yeah, and, and he Broad said, is bowling short all yeah. the time, so can he get the energy back? Yeah, well, maybe not. I mean, they're, they're going to start pretty quickly. But the other thing with that, of course, is the flat tracks. And Anderson said... Jeez, I'll be finishing shortly if, yeah. if these keep going. Hey, that's flat. the cricket. We're going to talk to Ryan Harris. Ask him about all that. In a while, former Australian quickie, who's actually coming to coach with the Strikers too. Um, but there were a couple. Of, there were some games of footy on the weekend too, David. I thought both Adelaide's um, Adelaide's win over North Melbourne very good. They they did what they had to do, and Port Adelaide they find a way. They don't. I thought the Bombers had that game absolutely one and run, but. You know, how how is Houston on his own, Bloody? With a, with a oh. 30 seconds to go, you know they're going to form a wall there. I, I thought it was pretty poor from the Bombers not manning up. They had all men oh. around the footy. This is my pet hate. Team defence is the greatest log of hogwash. I've said it for years. They talk about getting forwards towing you around the wrong spots. When the ball's in your forward line and you've got a forward line player by themselves. Now, where else was the ball going to go from where the ball was thrown up or ball up, forget what it was now. But Houston would be there by himself without any player anywhere near oh. him. It's just, I don't get it. I, I haven't got this for 10 years. They've talked to me. Oh, you can't tow them around. You know, all that rubbish. 
that's why every man has a man and then you get responsible. It was a great kick. Uh, I'm talking today with some guys. I said it was a pretty good kick, 54 or 5 yeah. minutes. But don't forget now... It's not like the July that we used to play in and a lot of people out there in the parkland. You're not dog. kicking a watermelon. No, you're not kicking a watermelon and mud on it. So it's a pretty new ball. Every time the ball goes through the points of goals, there's a bag of balls behind and there's a person throws in a new footy. So it's probably not far off being a new footy. Yeah, so it's, kick, had, oh, no, 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 the not pressure of the situation oh, had to kick it. Absolutely. With your 30 out Yeah, in but front. absolutely. But I can tell you now, 10 years ago, without the new footy, that wouldn't have made the distance. No. No, and the, the right man got it. Maybe Burton could have got the distance. Maybe Mackenzie, maybe Farrell, but uh, yeah. no one else. Just also, uh, Sam's just put up on the screen, Luke Pedler is the rising star. Uh, two goals, 11 touches. He, he, he actually bobs along with a goal. He's got a nice little player, isn't he? Playing pretty well, So that's too. lovely for him, getting the rising star nomination for the Adelaide Footy Club. Big show coming up, Malcolm. <clears throat> Excuse me, all thanks to Lumo. Switch to the affirmative. I joined Lumo Energy today. We've got Ryan Harris, of course, Australian fast bowler. wonder what he thought about all the hoo-ha there. Uh, all the latest injury news and top seven goals after the siren to win a game. I wonder if you feature there. Malcolm Blight and David Wildey, Sports ASA. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Malcolm Blight and David Wildey uh, for Kia, the Kia Sorento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Before we do the top seven, you didn't catch Ash Johnson, did you? Playing VFL, got dropped from the league. Yeah. Bit uh, nonchalant, doesn't perhaps do the all the hard things. Did you see when he he's taken the ball, I did. waved it around, running towards goal, thinking ha 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 ha, and he got run down and yeah. caught holding the ball. If you were a coach, and I know you're a pretty hard bugger at times, what would you've done there? Um, it actually happened to a guy, a really nice guy called Barry Stanfield, who was playing for the oh, Crows yeah, in '99, yeah. and uh, out at Waverley, and he did something similar. Got a, a Joe the Goose over the top running around, showed the ball to the defenders that were a fair way away. Barry never played another game for the Crows. And that was purely on form. And part, Was uh, that part of it? It was part of it. Were I you, were I you was, all I was right? Ro- I was ropeable. I was ropeable. You do not you oh. do not disrespect any opponent in your life. It's red or bull. Yeah, well, only get it him, um... It's just disrespectful. I don't. I don't believe it. I don't, I, and and you know what? I do it. To, I couldn't care less if the club sacked me for doing it. That should not be done. A bit like clapping in someone's face. Yeah, so you don't need to do yeah. that, do you? No, I don't. Sorry. Yeah, yeah I, well, I it. saw it. Um, Sam Fantasia, it, producer, yeah. showed me it, and it was pretty ordinary. Yeah, I don't like it. Um, it's, a, it's a really rotten look for the game. I think Craig McRae would have been spewing. Oh, I bet he does. And you know what? It's, you know, we talk about the kids. It's not a great look for kids if you see people doing that. And he's not on the side. He got no, dropped. He needs right. to do yeah. everything right, doesn't yeah, he? But... Okay. What have you got for us in the Kia Top 7? You've had a week off. I know you're refreshed. You've been doing a lot of study. <laughs> yeah, no, I have, David. You've got to be with me here, but the Kia Top 7 is seven goals after the siren from people that we all know in this lovely state of okay. South Australia. This on the back of Dan Excepting Houston, is maybe there's an odd one thrown in. Maybe there's an odd one. Initials? No, 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 no. Oh, hang on. No, oh, no, okay. no. Round 12, 1991. Let's start off with the Crows' first year. Rod Jamison kicked the goal after the siren. Well done. Round 21, 2000. The great Peter Burgoyne kicked a goal after the siren versus Carlton. Carlton. Carlton, Yeah, yeah, you got that one. 
Now, number three in the Kia Top 7, round 15, 2002, Port Adelaide's Jared Poulton. I was there, called it. Yeah. Sydney SCG. Very good, one by two points. Now, this is the odd one. Round 16, 2012, Gold Coast Suns playing Richmond. I was at the game. There was a goal kicked after the siren, one by two points. And this particular player was coached by M. Blight putting his right shoulder on the right post and showing me how to hold the ball because he came from rugby league to play for the Gold Coast Suns. So was it Carmichael Hunt? That's very good, David. Carmichael Hunt. Carmichael Hunt kicked the goal after the siren. And I walked out, walked out with uh, Brendan Gale after it because they were up there. Remember, remember, they were a poor team, David. So they had to go away, away to the country. Go oh. away a game. So all those people that whinge about the Adelaide or Port Adelaide playing somewhere else, Richmond had to do it in those days. To and make he was money. Very, to to oh, make money. Terrible. So they were disappointing. But it was really about the coaching. Okay. And came out off the ground, on the ground after, and Ken Hinkley, now coaching Port Adelaide, came out and told Carmichael Hunt, don't, don't, don't. Don't give Bloody any praise for his goal kicking. Don't give any praise. And he did. Yeah, I hope you're listening to this, Ken Hinckley. <laughs> you were wrong. You were yeah. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Round seven in 2020. Ah, uh, wonderful player. Robbie Gray kicked a goal after the siren against who? Uh, Carlton. Correct. Well done, David. At the M- was it MCG yeah. or uh, no, um, it, Marvel? Yeah. Round three in 2022. This is number two in the Kia Top Seven tonight, David. Round. Yeah. Round three, 2022. Showdown. Pretty easy. Oh, um, Dawson. Yeah, Jordan, Jordan Dawson, Dawson. Swung both now, ways, yeah. the number one in the Kia top seven. 55-metre kick. Roll. Round 15. That is last weekend, 2023, to win by four points against Essendon. Kicked Man. by... Dan Houston. There you go. So they're the top seven. How good was that? Cal Michael Hunt loved that one. Threw it in. Yeah. You thought that someone else was going to get them one from... I'm staggered you haven't put yourself in there. No. See, it's not about me, David. It's about those... Although I did get a little bit in there about, about helping. Didn't someone. we do you uh, just about three or four weeks ago? <laughs> you did too. <laughs> we did seven goals after the siren. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. But this is see, that's why it wasn't about me. This one. Let's um, play Ken Hinckley too on Dan Houston's goal. It was a beautiful kick, even if he did have a relatively new ball. Yeah. Uh, no, well, yeah. If you got a choice, it's Dan. But um, you're still a long way out. You know, he's on the logo, and I thought on the Telstra logo, I reckon it was. And conditions were pretty. I, I wasn't. I wasn't confident that he could kick that, but I knew if anyone could, Dan's a chance. Is that one of the better goals you've seen kicked after the siren? <laughs> I don't know. Um, in the moment, it feels like it. You know, like all those things, they get you emotionally. And I mean, I'm always an emotional person, but um, it was pretty special. Yeah, it certainly is. I just want, I counted them up today. 51 have kicked a goal out of 13,028 players 51. that have played. 51 only. Have done it. Uh, there were a few kicked a point to win, but this this is a goal. Only fifty one. And there's only three that had done it on debut. I reckon maybe two. Okay. One of your old and who? Players. The last question on this is who kicked the longest goal after the siren to win, David? <laughs> I'm going to need time to think about it during the break too. Um, just on goal, good to see Ricky Fowler too winning a, oh, yeah. a tournament after a while. Love him. Did well in the major. Um, we're live from SEN SA Studio, Lumo SA, One King William Street, powered by Lumo Energy SA from an Australian-owned company. We're talking Lumo SA. Going to take a break on the other side. Ryan Harris will join us. The big rhino. 
the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Mark Blight and David Wildey, Sports Day SA for tyre power. The winter safety sale now on. 25% off equivalent with four on three selected Falcon tyres. Tyre power, get your free five-minute safety check. And next guest, wonderful cricketer, Blighty for Australia. Yep. He, pl- he played 27 tests, 113 wickets, at average of 23 in a strike rate. Amazing. Um, and retired in 2015. Where's where those years gone? <laughs> yeah. he, could, he could move the ball beautifully, wasn't he? He's wonderful player and a good guy too. Rhino, how are you? Yeah, good, guys. Great to chat to you both. Great to have you back in Adelaide too. Um, looking forward to that uh, with the strikers and also the yeah. Redbacks. Yeah, the Redbacks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm here now, so I've um, made the move and um, actually moved into a, a new place on the, on the weekend. So officially back here and with the family and um, yeah, loving it. It's nice to be nice to be back after all these years. Just a little bit chilly. Got on used to and what my uh, what my kids are used to, but it's, um, it's nice to be back. And and I think uh, Ryan too. We'd love to see the Redbacks become a force again. It's been a that sort of a long wait between drinks in, in a lot of the formats. So there is talent there. You're seeing some nice talent to work with? Yeah, absolutely. I, I guess that's part of the reason. Um, you know, I, I took the job. I, I think that, you know, the, the, the squad have shown over you know the last couple of years, you know, improvements, but probably haven't been as consistent as, as Jason would have liked. So, um, you know, I guess um, from my point of view, the bowling group especially, I, I see, um, you know, we've got... You know, seven or eight bowlers there that are that are all potentially, um, you know, trying to get into that first team in yeah. um, in September, October. So, got a lot of depth for the ball, um, and we just got to get a bit more consistent with the bat, I guess. But I do see some, you know, some uh, a light at the end of the tunnel, I guess, in, in regards to trophies. You know, obviously played in a one-day final last year, which was a great achievement. Obviously missing out in the final post, but. Uh, I, yeah, I do see some a lot of improvement, and, and hope um, you know with a little bit of influence on myself and working together with Jason and, and Steve Stubbins, the batting coach, that we can find that consistency that that we that we probably haven't had, and and, and hopefully find ourselves um, towards the top of the table. That's definitely a goal. Ryan, I, I think you've been involved in some junior programs, haven't you? You know, with the underage yeah. teams. I, 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 yeah. Did I hear a comment to say that you thought maybe maybe the Australian kids? to get some experience, should perhaps go and bowl on Indian tracks or subcontinent tracks to actually get to learn how to how to do what you yep. did and that's move the ball and find a seam and all that. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. It's totally different over there in India and they use different balls as well. So um, a part of my job was that with, with Cricket Australia, originally after I retired, I, I worked with a lot of the, well, basically the Cricket Academy, it's called the National Performance Squad um, back then. And, um, you know, every year, I think it was... Top of my head, I think it was 28 years we had a we had a, um, a great relationship with the MRF, the Pace, Pace Foundation, Foundation, sorry, um, through Dennis Lilly over in India, and we'd have a group go over there every year. Um, it started out as quicks, and then we started taking a few spinners and batters, and it gave the opportunity to to, to go over and you know the Pace Foundation have about you know 20 25 bowlers, so batters just roll through and get you know. Um, you know the, the experience and the conditions, and they prepare you know faster wickets, slower turning wickets, so. Um, you know, I'm not sure if that happens now with, without the programs that they used to have, Cricket Australia, with the, with the pathways. But, um, you know, I, I mean, I did it when I was young. I didn't, unfortunately, play any red ball cricket in India. But to get experience over in those conditions, um, you know, on the field, probably more importantly, off the field as well, a different place to tour India, um, you know, it was a great feat for me. But 
seeing and taking some young guys over there to experience it definitely blew their mind on how different the conditions are. Yeah, and how different the conditions are in the UK at the moment. I mean, I, I was just talking to David at the start of the show. You know, we both played a lot of cricket. I've never seen so much short pitch bowling. I mean, there's some issues that we, David will probably ask you about, the, the decision-making process of the mm. umpires. But I've, I've just never seen so many short pitch bowling in the second innings from both teams. It was it was actually appalling. I, I found it so boring yes. and, and, and yeah, so unimaginative. Did you, I mean, why didn't they do something about it? I, I'm not sure. It's... You know, usually I've just know England that you the ball moves around and you get it up, and you pitch it up, and it nibbles around, and that's how you get all your wickets. And you obviously your short balls, your your you know um, change up ball to, to to mess the batter's feet up, as it is I guess all around the world. But I'm like you, like, I, I just I'm amazed at how much of the, you know how many short balls we're seeing. Um, it's working. Um, it's amazing how it's working, and 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 you know we we took that. Of, you know those quick wickets in the second innings. You know in, in England second innings and the first innings, and, and they're doing it back to us, which we should, probably should be a little bit better uh, at playing them. Um, I, I guess the advantage we've got is we've got a few we've got a few more caves kilometres. You know their, yeah. their quicks aren't really expressed. You know jo- Josh Tung, who I thought bowled really well, uh, did it really well, but. You know, Robinson did okay, um, but you know they're having a lot of pace. I'm, I expect that to change coming into the second game, into this next third test with Mark Wood. I think will play, who is quite quick. So, but yeah, those tactics. Uh, I'm you know even just listening to the commentators, who obviously are, are ex greats of, of, of our game, that they're just shocked as well and seeing what um, on what exactly uh, is going on. And um, it's it is frustrating to watch. I mean, I, I'm, the tactics, um, and this will sound really silly because we're two 0 up, but the tactics of our of our bowl, when our, when we bowl is you know putting fielders out from ball one. I just was yeah. amazed. But mm. as I said, um, that doesn't really make sense when we're sitting <laughs> sitting here two 0 up. So it's it's definitely different and something we don't see a lot of and haven't seen a lot of for a long time. Ryan Harris, I guess we are two 0 up, uh, Rhino, but could easily have been two 0 down. Was that these games have both been very close? Yeah, and that's Ashes cricket. It's always like that, and and you know every session you play can 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 make a difference in the game. And um, I absolutely agree with you, Wills. I think I, 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 we have been in, we've been in positions where we could have iced the game with the bat, um, and we probably haven't done that. I was a little bit nervous last night when when uh, well not before when you know three seventy one. Um, I was I was thinking you know four twenty four fifty just to just to make sure that we that yeah. they do they they do chase very well England and, and we nearly saw it again last night with the way Stokes batted but yeah you're right we, we, we as I said we are two 0 up but I'd like to you know to get in the positions with the bat you know to, to actually you know instead of getting three three fifty three seventy let's get four fifty four eighty uh, and really ice the game. I think the fastest bowling I've ever seen, I think you played in the game, to Adelaide Oval, Mitchell Johnson to the Poms 13-14 here in Adelaide. And he bowled the short ball, but he also bowled a, a lot of balls pitched up, didn't he, and took a lot of wickets that series. Um, the, the short ball's more of the shock ball, not every ball. It's not a shock if you get at every ball. You're waiting for it. No. But, uh, he was quick that day. He was quick that series. That oh. was really, really nice to watch from mid on, mid off when I was standing. <laughs> um, that was rapid, and and that that's exactly right. I mean, he used his short ball um, beautifully in that series, and then um, myself, Pete Siddle, were probably the beneficiaries of that because we'd come on and, and they'd try and slog us, and we get wickets. So, um, but no, that that's the way you normally do it. As I said before, that's that's the sort of the, the theory behind the short ball, but. It's the opposite. They're bowling the the full ball is the surprise ball over over there yeah. at the moment. And uh, as I said, the commentators I've heard Ricky Ponting 
you know, I think he was blown away with what's going on as well as Nasser Hussain and um, and Michael Atherton that just they probably haven't seen this, especially in those conditions. But it's but it's effective and it's working, so they'll keep doing it. What do you make of the Bairstow incident? Um, it was interesting because as soon as Kerry got the ball, he he didn't pause; he threw it straight away. So it's in the one action. Um, Bairstow is probably thinking it's over. Walk out like you do, pat the pitch and see the. It's uh, it was a it's an amazing incident, really. And whether it turned the game, who knows? But how do you view it? It was within the rules. Uh, as soon as I saw it, I was out. That was out. Um, right. As you say, if if if, if um, Carey pauses and holds it and then throws it, then that's dead. That and it's and it's a small margin, and it's you know it's one of those probably like the man cat rule, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, in a way that there's a bit of grey, there's a bit of grey about it. Um, the way he did it, he, he, he'd let the ball go before Bairstow had walked out his crease. So, um, in theory, you're allowed to yeah. do that. That's, yeah. And if he's up to the stumps, that doesn't look as bad because he just walks out the crease and he's, you know, he's out. So, um, I, I've, you know, obviously read a lot of media today and watched a, you know, a lot of stuff on social media and I'm I just a bit concerned about how much England are whinging um, about it. Um, you know, it, it's not ideal, but... This is the thing as well that the coverage last night, which which highlighted it perfectly. He did that for two or three balls. He left the ball and walked out. And I think Carey shaped to do it a ball or two before and didn't yep. do it. And then, so it's almost not a warning. I don't think you should have to warn him. But you know, he's he's had the opportunity. And the other thing about this as well, Ben Stokes at the other end should probably yell out and say, "Get back to your crease." And he didn't. He probably didn't do that. So I think it's play on. Um, it's a bit rich coming from some of the stuff that I've seen today from the coach of England um, and even from Ben Stokes about, you know, um, that wouldn't have happened. If, if, if Marnus, the way Marnus Labuschagne, well, Bairstow did it in the first innings to Labuschagne, you can't tell me that if that ball hits the stumps, they're not, they're not appealing for a stumpy. Yeah. Can you overturn it, Ryan? Has the captain got the ability to withdraw an appeal? Absolutely, yeah. As far as I know, I've never yeah. captain. Yeah. <laughs> but as far as I know, he can he can say, yeah, no no problem. Um, that don't, we withdraw that and, and okay. play on. But... In that situation, um, he had no re- he had no, 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 no recourse to do that. No. Yeah. Ryan, yeah. my assessment, I mean, you, you know, I've watched a lot of cricket. My assessment, and I spoke to David at the start of the show, that it, it, the two umpires out in the ground have virtually set out and the guy sitting in the box looking at every replay a thousand times over, the third umpire, says out. So... As you said, I reckon that's play on. It's in I the mean, one action. It's in the so one action. You can't I mean, take it back. But it's it's in the laws of the game. Yeah. And and the three umpires there, there yeah. made the decision. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't Kerry or Pat Cummins made the decision. Yeah. No, exactly, and that, and that's the thing. You know, he if he's standing up to the stumps, it's no different. He you know if he holds that ball and goes back to the stumps and he walks out, he takes them off. That's the same, uh, and again, it's all in the one motion. So, um, and as you say, Malcolm, the the the, the umpires have, have seen it um, and and then looked at it, and it's 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 fair go. Um, you know, like we, we talk about interesting decisions. This Mitchell Stark catch, you know, that, that in that in that day three, that was not out. That that to me is not out, and it's a bit of cricket 101 as you guys would know, and, and people have played a bit of cricket. You, you're taught when you when you're young. I was and. You know, when you catch a ball, you turn your hand over and slide on the on the back of your head. You when you when you let a ball go, you, you wait until the ball's thrown out of the keeper's hand, 
to walk out your crease. Yeah. That's just cricket 101. So, uh, again, they're kicking up a sink over nothing. Um, and, again, they're probably not the ones that should be because there's been a few things I've seen that today <laughs> that there's a bit of um, hypocrisy going on. Yeah, I, Ryan, at the start of the show, I also said, I was taught as a kid, you know, when you get, get your hand underneath it, roll over with it. If the, if the yeah. ball touches the ground, there is doubt, no matter how yep. it gets there. <laughs> So I mean, that, protect the ball. Yep, exactly. I mean, I, yep. I I thought that was a lot of hullabaloo too. Gee, it's been an interesting game for everything, <laughs> hasn't it? Isn't it been the one? I, it has. It's been headlines everywhere. Yeah, Ashes cricket. It's 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 fantastic. And as I said, you know, every session, every hour has has an effect on you know a potential effect on the result of the game and how it can change so quickly. It's just it's um you know it's unbelievable cricket. Oh, I, I've absolutely loved it. Uh, it's just been been amazing. Steve Smith, another hundred. I mean, he just grinds him out, doesn't he? He's hard man to keep yeah. down. <laughs> yeah, he's unbelievable. And you know, I mean, I think England said it. A couple of players said it. You know, he misses he misses out in a game. He misses out the first <laughs> test. You know, he's going to come out and and something's going to happen. Um, you know, and I think I mean, we, he's obviously got runs this test. Marnus hasn't quite fired yet, but that's that's a positive thing from that first test win. Is we haven't our batters haven't our best batters haven't fired yet. Obviously. Um, you know, we need, once they start to fire, it's only going to get better. So, um, yeah, but I, I expect Marnus to fire soon too. But, yeah, Steve uh, loves batting the Lords, um, loves it when he's under the pump as well, and that's when he goes you know, at his best. I think you're right. The extra kilometres per hour, you know, got Hazelwood and Stark can, and Cummins can bowl quickly. That, that's a massive difference. I did love the innings of Ben Stokes. So I've, in fact, I've loved – I've found all the test matches, every session intriguing, but – Ben Stokes is a player back to the wall. He plays better, doesn't he, when he when he really needs to make runs. Incredible innings. Yeah, that's phenomenal. Um, it was obviously um, you know, shades of Headingley in 2019, the way he was he was doing that. He just um, you know backs himself, and that's that's the way they're playing their cricket. They're backing themselves, and they're and um, you know taking the game on, and, and he's driving that. And, and there's no better example of, of, of that last night. His his team would have been sitting up there just in awe of watching him do what he did, and. Um, well, like I said, I, I was I was pretty comfortable, you know, four wickets needed and about 170 runs, I think, when Broad came in and when he started going off, I just thought, here we go again. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know, a few of the commentators again, you know, I, I hope they've learned something from Headingley a few years ago. And to me, for a little period there, they probably didn't. I know Pat Cummins said in his press conference that they did, but um, it looked it looked very, you know, it looked exactly like they were just waiting, well, like he did and got out. They were waiting for him to hit one up. Um, obviously, Steve yeah. Smith missed an opportunity, but it's a dangerous ploy with a bloke like him because um, he doesn't miss the middle of the bat too often. Three-day break. How tough is it for a fast bowler <laughs> to back up? Anderson's 41 or nearly 41. Broad's nearly 37. Um, and they both mm. had to bowl, particularly Broad, had to bowl that short stuff all the time. You, f- you said Mark Wood will come in. I reckon you're right. Will they make a couple of changes or, or just the one? Yeah, it is going to be interesting. I, 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 for me, I thought that the obvious change would be Ollie Robinson out and, and Mark Wood in. But then Anderson has been... Um, I, I mean, he even said it himself. It's not, not me saying this, but he said it. If, if the wickets are going to be docile like they are, it's probably the end of it. Yeah, and I think it's been that way. Yeah, and, and we haven't seen the swing. We haven't seen the, 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 the nip around. Well, we've seen, obviously, nip around every now and then, but he hasn't been anywhere near... Um, the, the normal James Anderson. He is 41, but to be honest, I've watched him over the last sort of, you know, six to 15 months, and he's played all around the world and bowled beautifully. So um, it just shows you the, you know, the flatties um, that, that they're serving up is not helping their best bowlers. So I, I don't. It's going to be interesting. I don't know. I think Mo and Ali will come in 
Um, and I think Wood will come in. It's just a matter of you know who they replace, or do they? You know they might leave Anderson and, and Robinson out, but that extra pace is definitely going to make a difference uh, in their in their lineup, along with Josh Tung as well. You talk about an art when Anderson bowls. That seam is beautifully you know straight up and down. You did the same, and but not many bowlers. Cummins doesn't necessarily have it like that, nor does Hazelwood. It is an art, isn't it, Ryan? And that's why it does swing. He can, he can still get prodigious in-swing if he gets it right, even though it's not quick at the moment, Jimmy Anderson. Yeah, he's just got such a... Um, and that's why he's been so dangerous, and he is in those conditions normally. He's got such a good wrist where he gets it... You know, bowls his, excuse me, bowls his outswinger and, and gets beautifully down the back of the ball, then just flicks his wrist around a tiny bit and gets the, the in-swing and... Um, you know, he's done it so well for so long. You know, and, he, and obviously him and Stuart Broad have invented the, the wobble seam, is what they call it now, or the three-quarter seam. Everyone, you know, always asks me, even when I arrived here, how do you bowl your wobble seam? I said, I just, I never had any, play. just my wobble seam was when I didn't get the seam right. Yeah, that's um, right, yeah. As simple as that. Yeah. That was my wobble seam. I didn't try and bowl a wobble seam. It was just like what I call, I call that natural variation. So yeah. that, that, they've invented that. I know, um, you know the Hazelwood bowls a lot of it. Cummins has never really been a. He's actually got a. He's actually got a. He's one of his middle. His middle finger. He, he, the top of it. He lost when he was a young kid. So he, he, that might be the reason why he can't get right behind the back okay. of the ball. So he's missing the top of his middle finger. So, um, but he just bowls that. You know, he gets this, he, he keeps it up, but it obviously wobbles a bit, and that's why he's so dangerous. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's an art. It definitely is an art, and that was that was what I tried to do. Just I was always taught keep the seam up, hit the seam. It's going to swing or it's going to seam. Did it well. Welcome back to Adelaide too, Ryan. Yeah, well done. Yeah, it's nice to be back. I appreciate it. I appreciate that. It's nice to be back and looking forward to, you know, cracking on with Dizzy and, and, and the staff at Lusaka and hopefully, as I said earlier, um, nice to, to, to get uh, to get a trophy. The Sheffield Shields there sitting there waiting for us to have it. We've been it's been a while and um also I, I, I truly believe that we can we can get we can get, you know, their hands on that again in the next couple of years, if not this year. Great stuff. We'll chat soon. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Ryan Harris, wonderful bowler, just repeating that record. 27 test matches, 113 wickets, average of 23. It's not bad, is it? And he he could could swing it. it. He could wobble it. Yeah. Do you you remember the series I'm talking about, Mitchell Johnson? He was frightening. He was. I remember Bell and a few of the bats and didn't want to. He bowled to um, Monty Panesar. And Monty, you can see the fear. I don't blame him. Fear in his eyes. Like he's coming number 11 and getting peppered with short stuff. But uh, Jimmy Anderson as well. I think you made the comment, though, the short one was dangerous. But his ball up was oh. more, even more dangerous. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's where he yeah. got all his wickets. Yeah. Didn't get too many off no. the short ball. Was the yeah. ones going both ways. Um, time for an injury update. Thanks to Booper. Switch to Booper. Canstar's outstanding value health. Now, Scotty Lysett, mm. interesting one here. Yeah, it is. We believe, uh, we just heard only half an hour ago, that he's got a small tear in the cartilage. Yeah, meniscus, I think. Yeah, said, so yeah. that's generally more than, they're saying a week. I think it might be more than that. Does, does a. Meniscus heel in a week, Bloody? Well, what they do... Well, they trim it. No, they trim it. That's exactly right. So I've, I've seen blokes... <laughs> long time ago, I've seen blokes play the next week. Generally speaking, two weeks, probably three would be better. I mean, they're fit young men. I mean, you know, he's only his 30s, but, I mean, he's still a fit young man in a lot of ways. That sort of helps that you are fit. So I, I, maybe two... I, yeah. I, I think three might help them more. And the young fellow Vizantini gets his chance, wasn't ready. Yet. No, nothing's taped up. It no. happened right yeah. before the game, didn't it? Incredible. Yeah. Here's Chad Corns on Scotty Lysett. He's one of those guys, like similar to Charlie, they're always carrying something. And he was sore during the week, but um, I saw that he thought he'd be able to get through the game with. 
but then I think it was after the main training session it was you know, pulled up a little worse than, than he would have hoped but still was confident he'd be able to get through but the, the warm up just didn't go to plan so it was good we had Dante over there with us just for a bit of insurance. Yeah, well done to the young man. Uh, he had nine possessions. Um, probably, it, it's a big loss losing your number one ruckman, though, isn't it? Big one. Yeah, yeah I think he had four handballs. So, was, yeah, it, it, I, I just watched him pretty closely. So, uh, yeah. Um, was it nine hitouts, was yeah, it? Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Just, um, yeah. He, he, well, a bit, I never a bit you, overawed. Yeah, I know. I never count first games. I've told you that. Whether you kick five or don't get yeah. a kick, you just don't count them. But he'll learn from it. He'll be excited and uh, it, it won't be next so time he'll be better off. you not five goals first game. No, you never count. count. It's the second game. I got dropped after my second game. Well, that's <laughs> what you should have. See, that's what happens. You either overrate yeah. yourself or underrate yeah. yourself. So don't count the first one. I must have. Uh, Jordan Butts, concussion. Um, yeah. He's a he's a bit of an awkward player. Watch him, but he's another one, a bit like Todd Marshall, that um, that just seems to <laughs> find his head in the way of arms and legs yeah. or hips or, or whatever. But um, yeah, Jordan Butts, that is a bit of loss. And here's VB. This is Nathan Van Berlone. Who could replace Jordan Butts? Yeah, look, um, I mean, I'll probably end up going through all of them, but um, you know, our tools down there with um, with Mark Kane and, and James Borlase have been playing some really strong footy. Um, Will Hamill, um, Paddy Parnell, uh, and the likes have all been playing some strong footy there too. So it's um, it's pleasing that I think we've said it for a number of weeks now when our guys at SNFL level are performing. Uh, gives us confidence at match committee that we can sit there and say they're ready to come in and play a role for us. Well, David, that's very good. Now we've got some votes. The coaches' votes are in. Riley O'Brien got nine votes. He played well. Played really well. Mitchell Hinge played a good game, got eight. Isaac Rankin, seven. This is all for Adelaide. Ben Key, three, I thought contributed. Jordan Dawson just bowls along for two. And Rory Sloan, I thought, played all right too. So, yeah, the, I, I, you'd sort of go there with the two, four, six best on the ground, some shape or form. Sloan started really slow and then finished up with that 30 positions, didn't he? Yeah, just kept going. Uh, Riley O'Brien, uh, you're right, and, and kicked a couple of goals. Here. And I'm, I just talked to Sam, our producer, earlier. I, I lost Goldie, Goldstein, Todd Goldstein, you know, the great... He's been subbed fantastic. Out. Yeah, subbed out. I, he didn't, but didn't do anything well No, no, it was the quietest game I've ever seen him play, I reckon. Yeah, he's played... He's, um, play, the most hit-outs ever, yeah. Todd Goldstein. And he's he's um, he started the year before Taylor Walk and Rory Sloan, 2008. So it's been a wonderful career. Hey, that was injury update thanks to Booper. Join almost 4 million Australians and prepare for life with Booper. Biggest life happens. Lost in the wash, Blighty, thanks to Kia. Official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 23. 20, you've got the coaches' votes. I've got the coaches' votes. And then this, this guy wasn't lost in the wash. Hasn't he made a headline for the week? Essendon playing Port Adelaide. Dan Houston got Again. the 10. I thought his first quarter, when Port kicked two goals, seven, terrible. He's, he, he must have had 12 or 13. I, I've got the stats here. It doesn't matter. Possessions. I just kept getting it. Is he one you do, you you can designate a forward, actually monitor your man too? Is he one, because he's such a good distributor of the ball, bloody. Would you put someone that, you know, mind him as well? Because they, they tend to run off all the time. Yeah, they do. But then you've got Rosie and Butters and, you know, Ollie, and then you've got Boak, who started yeah, but he's a bit slow. He's yeah. a half-back flanker, though. Yeah, I know. I, know. I, I don't know. I, um, is, All-Australian team? Uh, he's going to be in the 40. I, I I'll think, guarantee he's in the 40. I think he gets a, okay. a posse. Connor Rosie got five votes from the coaches. Kane Farrell, four. Jai Caldwell and Zach Merritt. I thought Merritt was their best. Uh, got four votes from the coaches. And Andrew Phillips, the big fella. He did all right, but yeah. he was up against no one, really. Yeah. Hey, look, we got a text too. This week's Crows versus Bombers game is basically an elimination final. Um, uh, I think it's a bit early. 
I think well, it's a bit early for that. They both can still make the eight. I think Correct. all, all yeah. the results went the Crows' way. Yeah, unbelievable. And uh, uh, we're doing great if West Coast beats St Kilda for the Crows. But I, I think the Crows will make the eight. I think the Bombers will make the eight. Can also say there's other coaches' votes. Isn't my favourite player Brisbane versus Richmond? Not Lockie. Lockie got oh, ten. Did he? Yeah, Lockie got ten. Could he win a brown? Of course he or could. The, yes, he, he's one? run first, second, and third in the last three years. What about Nick Dacos? Uh, yeah, he's up there. Errol Gordon got him for Sydney. I like him. Jamari Hagen, Geez, he took some nice marks for the Western Bulldogs. He got 10. Nick Dacos got 10 against the Gold Coast Suns for Collingwood. Adam Chera got him for Hawthorne versus Carlton. And Jack Viney and Josh Kelly got him uh, for Melbourne and GWS, respectively. So, as Nick almost caught um, Butters? In, Butters is... If Butters didn't get a vote. No, first time for a long, long while. Nick Dacos is six votes in front of Jack Butters. Oh, he's in front now. And Christian Petrarca... Third and Lockie Neal are getting close to 63. I wonder Clayton Oliver's been a bit of a mystery. Will he play this week? He's missed about six games after they thought he missed one. Yes. He's been in hospital for all sorts of things. Did he get an infection or something? He did. Did I, yeah. Did I hear and that? then I reckon he that, did That's the worst word, in. I reckon, for young people. Infection. Lighty, that's it for us. Um, you have a great night tonight. Yep. Great to have you back too after the oh, big week in Melbourne. It's lovely to see you, David and Sam. Bloody Mills, this has been Sports Day SA. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay.